0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Salumas Podcast. Since the beginning of society, humans have found ways to make sense of things we don't yet understand. Organized religion has been the common mechanism by which we try to make sense of the world, but there are others who look at other methods, and in this episode, we focus on astrology. Now I may not be the most correct when I say this, and quite frankly, I don't care. But I'm going to go ahead and just put astrology in the same pile as zodiac signs and horoscopes and burning sage and energy crystals and whatever. So just roll with me for the next hour or so. Now, I'm of the mindset that this was something that was created with good intent, but somehow it got commoditized, monetized and eventually bastardized into something that I personally feel that people conveniently use to make sense of their strengths or inadequacies if it means escaping personal responsibility. Kind of like when Lauren proudly tells you that she's blunt and brutally honest because she's a Taurus, when in reality, she might just be a bitch with a bloated sense of self who clearly doesn't care about how she says things and how they affect other people. See, we're products of our upbringing and who we are as people and our potential should not be reduced to something that is going to be discovered in Section 12C of the newspaper or posted on social media as if the source of your astrological information is some sort of divine fortune teller. In this conversation, the three of us come from different points of view. Mine being very anti, as you can tell, Mark being well studied in the ideology and who is actually very pro, and then Chris, who lies somewhere in between, and I really think that you get a good balance with all of us. So there's a ton of meat left on the bone after listening to this episode, and my hope is that more of you guys want to talk with us and maybe help educate us on this. So without further ado, I present to you episode 866, how to live when Mercury is in Gatorade.
1: the Capri Suns and had one of them in there busted. And so I'm rifling through my Pacific coolers, getting ready to have me a little pouch of juice-like beverage. And my (laughs) hand is all sticky now. Damn. That sucks, man. Yeah, it does. I think it's fucked up my whole day, gentlemen.
0: I haven't had Capri Sun in a really long time, actually. Well, you ain't living right is what I got to tell you. Honestly, the last time I had one was... uh, during tailgating it was like opening up a bunch of them and then squeezing it like into a, another like container and then filling that mixing that with alcohol and shit being, you was hanging you know, out with white people wouldn't you i was they're so creative though man they that's know how the, to get you drunk man i will them even the think
1: the whole allure there's a reason why you can't buy like two liters of capri sun because once it stops being in like the nasa style Little aluminum yeah. pouch, it loses all of the like, yep. th- the allure and the uh, mm-hmm. what's it called, nostalgia, th- th- things that are l- related to your mouth. What is it? Uh,
0: <laughs> my dick. No, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I had to you threw an alley oop up. I had to. I had to uh, uh, dear.
1: But yeah, there's a reason why they yeah. don't market Caprice. Now, now if if I rolled up. And they was a the Capri Sun that was like a half gallon and it had a great big old crazy straw strap to it. You know, my bitch ass would be riding with that thing like buckled up in my front seat of my oh, truck. feels like <laughs>
0: camelback with that shit. I'd be good hyped point, about Dan.
1: it. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's a good point. I probably, you're probably right. It makes it more uh, scintillating and appetizing and whatever because it's it's such a good balance of, of oh, juice, man. like the, and, the amount of sugar and stuff. It's so good. But
1: And, and it's uh, finite. It's finite. Yeah. Like, you know, good and well, anybody that's had one knows good and well that you can sit there and just dome one or you could sit there and you could take little sips in between bites of your 1200 calorie sa- sandwich. 1200
0: carb, it's the 1200 carbs in that goddamn Capri Sun, man. Oh,
1: shit. Hang on, I'll tell you how many carbs is in this shit. Carbohydrates per day fourteen. You really? <laughs> yeah.
2: If you take sips of your Capri Sun, then you you open up your potato chips with scissors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh oh shit. shit! It really. And you pay for your porn. Like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. exactly. Damn. Exactly. That's look, we go we're checking off the list of what it is to be a serial killer real fast, dog. There's oh, only yeah. about five more items on that list.
2: It really is. That's something the other day that um I don't know if um if will appreciate it or not. No. Uh, oh, okay. I like, what? <laughs> um it was uh it was this guy that was on Reddit, he said, Listen, my coworker is a psychopath. He boots up the computer and he presses the delete key once. To get into the, <laughs> the files, just you gotta spam the hell out of yeah. that. Yeah, you gotta spam the hell out of it. And I was like, Yeah, you better watch that dude. Yeah, dude, that's that's it's a that's it's easily. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the kind of dude that has a plan for killing everybody in the yeah. building just in case
0: yep. <laughs> yep. over something simple. Like oh, the, yeah. the water cooler's out of water and he just goes on a spree.
1: Yeah, he's a strychnine in the guacamole type <laughs> shit.
0: Speaking of guacamole, have you had the uh. A guac over at a Pub by Novo, man. That guac and uh, what's talking about the tuna pico? tartar
1: with the uh, with the chips and shit. Did
0: you say tuna? There's no tuna in it.
1: Well, there there's a tuna tartar that they have at, at Pub by Novo that um, that comes with uh, tartar. Sorry, it, it means raw. It's just it's it's oh. little raw cubes of of tuna, like dope ass tuna. And then it's got guacamole and sesame, and then it's got tortilla chips, and you uh, basically you just scoop that shit onto your tortilla. shit It's some it's some SoCal like, you know, California Mexican fusion type shit, basically. But it's fire, dog. Dude,
0: I had just it was just the standard like I think that I sort of got they taste like homemade or house made uh chips and so I had those with some guac and pico and my god that stuff is so good man
1: dog I had <laughs> I had a guap of guacamole earlier like really? I was like well I ordered Chipotle right and yeah. I'm like why is it two dollars and fifty five cents just to add guacamole to really? my fucking bruh it's two dollars and fifty five cents to man, add guacamole.
0: Bring back Moe's man
1: this is to- shit to your shit. Well, that's the thing, though, is that once my meal arrived, it was like two days worth of guacamole. Like, I could have <laughs> scraped that shit off and put it in a tuppy and then sat and savored it for two days. But, you know, I was getting ready to go to the gym, so I'm like, shit. I'm obligated to smash this entire yeah. burrito bowl that I have purchased. Yeah, um, Mark,
0: have you been to... uh What's what's the Mexican Cape uh, Buenos? Have you been there in Bowling Green?
2: No, where's it's it located at? No,
0: it's it's there. where. Do you remember where Wendy's was on 31W? Like way back yep. in the day, near Chick fil A and everything. Oh yeah, they they took that spot. And my gosh, man, it's it's like it is. It's just for real it, Mexican style. It's just e- like uh,
1: it's Ecuadorian, and it's
0: Ecuadorian. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's Mexican. It's like oh, man. It, it's is Ecuadorian. that is that Captain D still across the street? Yeah. Yep. Captain, okay. Captain Captain D's is in full effect. Long John's has gone the way of the dinosaurs though It's a real office. shame
0: because my yeah. friend got me a Long John Silvers gift card. Like
1: being being for real or
0: like No, no, knowing that I like that I, I like I just like Long John Silver. I like they they have the salmon look, bowl there. It's like $5.99 and you get a Sam it's like a big piece of salmon that and it's a bowl of rice and vegetables and shit like that. And it's like five ninety nine. It's Look, it's such a good meal,
1: Kalu. I know I give you a hard time about stuff, and you and I are very different creatures. But you and you and I have to be unified on the fact that we both <laughs> like Long John Silvers because really? nobody else I know, I swear to God, you are the only other motherfucker that I know that has normalized liking Long Johns because I I'm love like, Long John's, bro. Let me roll through there. Let me roll through there and get some fucking just straight out the fryer fish. And yeah. chips and hush puppies and throw some malt vinegar on that shit oh, and just go to war. Yeah,
0: that <laughs>
2: makes three of us. Work. I've always liked Love Long Johns. Why do people shit on places like that? I, I, I worked there during in high school, and um, it made me like it even more because it's one. It's a very simple restaurant yeah. and very easy to keep clean. Like it's not a place that you have to worry about being nasty because everything is cooked in a in vat the deep fryer. A, yeah, the deep <laughs> fryer and. It's yeah. everything's cool and fresh. Like they get their fish from Alaska somewhere. I think it's Whiting, Alaskan Whiting. And, and I, I, having worked there, it was the simplest restaurant to keep clean. It just, it made me feel like confident about it because, you know, it's really hard to get it wrong at Long John's. Yeah. Yeah. The worst I can do is not give you fresh, you know, fresh out the grease kind of fish or something, because it's just easy to keep it clean. Me and some friends from high school worked there. And I just, I don't know. I always liked to grew up
1: on it. Well, my mama hates everything, and she loves some Long John Silver, so that's yeah. a testament. She'll go through there with some coupons and be like, Chris? Oh, yeah. I Yo, do
2: y'all that. remember when they had wraps in 1998? Dude, yeah. I was going to ask they you the 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 were oh, the they were right.
1: far. fire. insane. They were fucking far, though.
2: Yeah.
0: I thought I was being so healthy, too, eating that. But I was <laughs> eating them every day. I was damn. like, Dad, can you bring one from Long John's? <laughs> oh my God.
1: Man, damn, them things were good too because they had the little crispy crunchies inside of yes, them and they shit. Have rice
0: and stuff in it.
1: Damn. Now I'm mad. Now we got to open a Long John's <laughs> yeah, franchise really do. and do it up right. We got to reinvent Long John's and Bowling yep. Green somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they did a want-
2: reinvent like Domino's or something. They did rebuild, brought them. They could kill it. They could crush it. They could bring themselves yeah. back because they they fall into, you know, everything south of Pescatarian or north of pescatarian or whatever mm-hmm. because everybody's got some angle on what they eat now. But yeah. you know, long Al- johns is not that bad. It's just greasy greasy fish and stuff. I mean
1: Yeah, so, that's all. It really it's, it's super yeah. simple. Yeah. Did you simple. guys hear
0: that thing about uh Subway saying that their tuna is not real? Do you believe it or yeah, not?
1: I've heard that shit, but I don't fuck with tuna anyway. When I go to Subway I'm like let me get double meat, double cheese of whatever I so choose that day, or I get a meatball sub because I'm dirty. And I, I was
0: like, cause you're seven.
1: I, no, because I, because I'm a 10, But look, <laughs> because I, and they cheap and they get the highest calories on the menu for, per volume. Yeah. So if I'm like, all right, I'm about to go do deadlifts today and uh break my fucking ass and spinal erectors. I want to have as many calories in my system as possible for my money. Yeah. And uh and I you know, I just like slumming sometimes. You know, I like a girl yeah, with a crooked it. tooth, dog, you know.
0: <laughs> that is what that puts away way meatball sandwich. It's the girl with the crooked tooth.
1: I love Not the crooked her. teeth with the just,
0: crooked tooth.
1: It just gives her character. I I'm like I like a little something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Come here with that little, little riot smile so you got.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's get into the shit. Jesus Christ! Uh, well,
1: I gotta so, say, so I gotta say one more thing. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Y- y'all know what? Y'all, y- y'all know what's happening? A- April 9th? April ninth. I'm supposed
0: 9th. to be doing something. April 9th. Oh, I think I'm going to a comedy show. What's happening?
1: April bitch you are a comedy show. No, it it's. Love? it's uh it's the day that I get to take home my dog, my new dog that I'm getting.
0: oh did you get that cane Corso
1: yeah i got a I got a Kane Corso cane, okay her name she's a Formantino, which is the blonde with the like dark smoky undertones, so like mm-hmm. blonde fur with black mask or smoky mask and then smoky under fur mm-hmm. and uh I named her Straga, but cool. then homie that that was breeding them uh a lot of people signed up for dogs but then they just didn't pull through so like he had all these spots for people wanting dogs and he's like no none are available none are available none are available and then uh two people backed out so he has a male and a female left over and the female that's left over was the little runt and she was the second one, like I picked Straga. Well, she picked me. Like straight up, she just came up to me and got in my lap. And I was like, oh, I know I want this one. Mm-hmm. But then the little runt, I was feeling a little runt too. Like she's a little bitty. She's half the size of the other ones and got good little personality. Well, um, I broker I her the deal with Homeboy and uh he, he gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. So I'm gonna have uh I'm going to have Straga and Furia. I'm taking two female Cane Corsos home. And Jesus better, Christ. Hey, it's about to be on and popping. Like, if there ever was not enough reason not to break into my house as is, like, yeah. I already going to yeah, have for these, real. these hell bitches up in the crib. But yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up a, and she's a blue brindle. So I'm going to have a blue brindle and a Formentino Cane Corso come April 9th.
0: That's cool shit, man. I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to you squeeze
0: them. on them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man. I I I have to obviously bring them bring them around my people because yeah. once they get to a certain age, they're like, mm, not fucking with you, not fucking yeah. with you. Yeah.
0: No, but, I'll be down with that. So exciting, man. Today's topic is <laughs> this one's gonna be good. It's astrology. And it is on whether or not or not even whether or not it's real why do so many people care about it so chris made the funny comment in the chat that say it again chris do you remember what you said it was uh secular white women that are all big into
1: oh well like now now we didn't specifically say astrology it was like healing crystals and shit like that but it's like just
0: everything everything under the sun
1: Oh, it's 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 religion for and then in quotation marks, secular white women like it's it's obstinance from conventional um, religious values, which in many ways I agree with, because a lot of like conventional religious values are essentially just based on social control. And if you look at, you know, the things that are associated with um you know, energies and chakras and healing crystals and astrology and the way the planets align and things like that, it's not inundated with the same type of shameful, like misogynistic, racist, clannish bullshit that pretty much every single major religion is. Mm -hmm. So, so in modernity, it's like, I want to believe in something like it's, it's hard to, I, I, I hear a lot of people tell me like the way I believe or the absence of belief that I have. They're like, well, I just couldn't look at the world the way that you do. Like that's bleak. And I'm like, bro, I'm just eight doing my eight shit. Like I'm fine. Like I enjoy things as they come, but I get why I get the allure. And then also on top of that, there is something very ancestral about it too. That is not endemic to, um, like, if you grew up Catholic, the average Catholic isn't going to be like, you know, I'm tapping into the, um, you know, the same stuff that my ancestors. This same constellation and and stuff is something that yeah, my yeah. ancestors it's looked up at the sky. It's very
0: liturgical too, being Catholic. So <laughs> you're just not going to, they're not going to see that.
1: Yeah, high, high, uh, high liturgical value. And so it's like regimented and formulaic and shit like that. Whereas what amounts to, I mean, it's a broad spectrum, but paganism falls under what we're talking about right now. In many ways, I see it as a, it can be a positive thing because it's a call back towards a value system and a social system that is more congruent with what I preach, which is mechanical solidarity but but silly motherfuckers with their iPhones that use astrology as an excuse for um, poor behavior poor behavior, lack of accountability, things like that like and and honestly they don't if if you're going to do it, do it right. Like go all the way in. Go so far deep into it that you know about like like my my uh my moon is in jupiter on this day like shit that i don't understand right now well but but that's what i'm saying like if you're gonna do it do it to the point where like if i'm having a discussion with you i'm like well damn you've really done your motherfucking research on this shit it's i i don't have anything to contest you know what i'm saying like if you look at the conventional horoscopes it's some fortune cookie shit all right. Yes. If if you look at your average horoscope, it's some fortune cookie shit. But when you start looking at it in terms of like the really like um almost Dungeons and Dragons, like <laughs> richness, I mean, for real, like there's a lot of elements to it that I had no idea existed until I started like I can't help it white women lead me astray on all kinds of shit, and it just so happens, this sexy white women be into this, and I'm like, oh, really? That's fly? Tell me to be like, what time, hey, uh, what time of day were you born? And, and, I, and then they got me texting my mama, and my mama was like, alright, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, you were born at 8.35 at night on December 14th, and they're like, oh, oh well, let me tell you why you were Sagittarius, but you act like this and, and it's, again, it adds a different layer than just the surface shit. Like when we're in the checkout line and we see them little books that are like your horoscopes for 2021, like all your horoscopes for 2021 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see the duality to it. I actually, I see there's more than just a duality. It, there's, there's a lot of elements, but I see the superficiality of it as well and that's that's okay. the problematic portion of it.
0: Okay, and now we do have someone who is very well versed on astrology and very well versed on the history of it and that is you Mark and so I'd like to hear your stance on this.
2: Um I think I think maybe the interesting about astrology is um the observing the environment and the heavenly bodies and trying to make sense of them. Uh, I, It's it appears that if I'm not correct, that there's we've been doing that so long that we don't there's not a historical record of us not doing that As, as long as we've been able to record things competently for the sake of remembering them later on, you know, history for history's sake, we've been doing Uh, something like astrology. And um, I think maybe it was just our earliest attempts to make sense of the world. And um, we need to remember that making sense of the world and moving, being able to move through the world without the paralysis of, you know, analysis that human beings are subject to because of our ability to observe so much, you know, and think about so much and think about tomorrow and think about yesterday and recognize patterns that Perhaps other lower primates and animals can't do. Um, it's necessary for us to have some mechanism for uh, reconciling that otherwise paralyzing uh, ability to, to to observe what looks like agency in our environment. So I think that's just what it is, and 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 that that sort of. Um, satisfaction doesn't expire it will always be good for serving that purpose even as we go way into the future and when we're in the star trek days you know yeah so. i think that
0: for there, there's a quote that i read that says like anything it says anything appears to provide anything that appears to provide a glimpse of what's waiting around the corner the next corner may give someone a better sense of control even if that sense of control is is illusory and i think that that that's this that's no different in my opinion than why people go to church and worship at at our very core. We are scared of what is going to happen next, or we we are wondering what's going to happen next, where we go when we die, what's going to happen tomorrow. Why am I this way? And we want something to, to something outside of us to, to, to explain that. And, but where I think that it, it falls on, where it becomes destructive is honestly, in my opinion, when it becomes Americanized and it becomes commoditized. And then it, it's it's this thing that people just go through and sell. And then it, it turns into something that is used to justify shit behavior. And I mean, I, I've already told you guys about this stuff, like when when Mercury's in goddamn Gatorade you know, and and you're not able to get stuff done, that's a problem. And by Gatorade, I mean retrograde. And it's just like, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be thinking of that as the reason for why you can't get anything done. Now, Mark, we, you and I have talked about, you know, you've, you've talked about where I, where I come from, I guess, on the astrological, I don't know what it's called plane or something like that. I don't know, but, I like to think that the, the the reason for the way that I am is how I was brought up. I think that that's something that you can one thousand percent like.
1: Now, what are you?
0: God damn, that was real loud, man. Um, well, uh, and on the horoscope things, it's a it's a Leo, but I'm also born of a very like strict Nigerian family who always thinks about, it's all about image. It's all about achievement. It's all about all that kind of stuff. And that's most Nigerian families anyway. And so, and then of course it's like taking care of your, your family and your loved ones and all that kind of stuff. That's something that's very common. It just, it doesn't, I can't, I can see that same thing in someone else no matter when they were born. And so I did this exercise with someone uh, a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about them being ai uh, can't remember what sign they said the word so I started I was like I'm going to read some random stuff and they were like uh, they said okay and so I started reading something that belonged to another sign they're like yeah that's me that's me that's me and then it's like actually no that's not you that's a Virgo or whatever so it's like I think that these things are really good at telling us these positive things about us and we just buy into that shit
1: Mark, what are you? I'm a, I'm a Pisces. Okay. Well, <clears throat> and I agree again, Kalu. like whenever you look at the fortune cookie element of the shit, and then I will say I have to make allowances for confirmation bias as well. I think any reasonable person – that's trying to objectively examine this stuff has to look at it in terms of confirmation bias. But the thing is like, I'm not, I, I don't live my life every day, like thinking like, you know, I'm doing this cause I'm a Sagittarius or whatever. But, um, you know, it, it is fascinating. And I know enough about it to know if, if I were to be described like if they were to describe you could describe certain other signs and i'd be like that sounds like this uh-huh. um but i i would be able to pick mine out of a lineup i that's what i know um i'm sagittarius scorpio cusp whatever like the w- will be ophiuchus if you know if you believe in that additional sign of the zodiac but when you start going down those perimeters, again, I have to agree with Kalu on another level because our, not only our upbringing, but our DNA, we're not golden retrievers, gentlemen. Not a one of us is a golden retriever. And I think by the golden retriever, I mean um, manifesting the concept of tabula rasa. I think you can breed an organism to be a blank slate. To be very much receptive and um, mercurial as as it pertains to whatever environment it's raised in, then there are other organisms that are biologically hardwired to be what they are no matter what environment they're placed in right Then you have the culmination of the two where you have that hardwired individual that's born into a social a system of socialization that augments that and then prunes away some of the less um I, i'd say desirable traits that manifest themselves that are not in keeping with that culture so like growing up um fatalistic belligerent wry, racially ambiguous um hillbilly type motherfucker like i am um i mean and again we're we're ready to die at all times like we just fucking are. We think we know we're great. Like you can't fucking tell us that we're not because when we endeavor for greatness, we achieve fucking greatness. We achieve greatness without really investing a lot of effort into it. Uh Um, And then you look at like, if I look at the signs in my fucking family, no shit. If I go down the rabbit hole, there are, um, and and again, I'm not looking at these in the superficial, like, fortune cookie terms but there are commonalities amongst my siblings where i'm like holy shit out of the family like like me and earl me me and my daddy earl are born one day apart and we are both the epitome of sagittarians then you look at my sister natalie is a leo uh is a pisces um andy is a cancer uh my mom is a libra like everybody is very very like very much what they are i say this because i can't from a scientific standpoint discount the complexities of how gravitational fields the alignment of certain planets all of that kind of shit can affect predilections on some level i'm not saying to the to the profound degree of of um it limiting personal efficacy i can't say that but it's documented it's it's highly highly documented that that you know moon phases and the gravitational pull of the moon impacts human behavior so why wouldn't that hold true for the solar system in general um why wouldn't solar events have some sort of bearing upon that as well I don't my mind isn't capable of extrapolating that degree of complexity, not only just right now in my lifetime, but but over a vast expanse of time and I don't really have the desire to. So there's some for for people that there's not magic that don't believe in magic like I don't. I don't believe in magic. I've never had a supernatural fucking experience, anything like that. Um, It is, it's fun. Um, It's fun and it's fascinating and it makes an allowance for, and I don't want to call it magic, but I don't know what else to call it. That you got a little bit of magic in your life and a little bit of seasoning. So like me being a Sagittarian to me, like whenever I get to talking about it and I I think I posted a, a video or I meant to post a video, but it's like when it, me not believing in anything having to do with astrology and then me the moment somebody says something talking shit about my astrological sign. <laughs> I, I you I have, I do have a response to it. I'm like, fuck you, bitch! It's like, it. I'm a Sagittarius. We bad motherfuckers. There's not a lot of us either. There's not a whole lot of Sagittarians. We're just <laughs> People don't reproduce and have children that time of year, but that's where that's where it gets uh, that's where it gets muddled for me, and that's where I, I, you know, I can identify with people that appreciate it and and delve into it and are interested in it, but uh, recklessly using it as an excuse, just like everything else. Honestly, even using your upbringing as an excuse, Mm -hmm. using your genetic predispositions as an excuse, they're all cop-outs. Each and every one of them is a cop-out because if nothing else, if we want to think of ourselves as a a higher species, as something different, it means our ability to transcend not only our genetics – but also our socialization, yeah, and our environment, I, I, dude. It, yeah, and 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 I, and I have a real hard time with it because I'm I'm very much like, you know, I went through the the theoretical psychology phase where you know listening to st- or reading stuff that B.F. Skinner had written, talking about determinism, and I've spoken about it on the podcast previously, but. You know, the notion that if we were able to construct a computer complex enough to take in every single genetic epigenetic factor and every socialization factor, environmental factor, anything and everything in an individual's life up until a certain point, that that computer could accurately predict the individual's next move. mm mm-hmm. So I, I, I get I get kind of muddled in between there because, and and to be quite honest with you, there's there's a point where I'm just like, it, it ain't worth it to me. I I don't want to rain on nobody's motherfucking parade. And to be quite honest with you, like I like I told you, it it's just fun. It's just kind of fucking fun, you know. But that's just my subjective, ignorant ass interpretation of the shit. But I will say. The healing crystals, and like burning sage, and uh, and shit like that, I really can't. There, there's not an enormous amount that I can fuck with when it comes to that. I, I don't. But again, I don't know. I don't know much about it. But I've never seen any scientific evidence to support things. However, if Kalu, it once you get off here, if you get on Ebsco Host and JSTOR – Store. And you look at correlational behavior patterns and things that have been studied, like scholarly, peer-reviewed things that have been studied with re- with regard to astrology, there are some strange fucking correlations that exist. And it doesn't mean it's causative. It doesn't. But it's been studied and there have been patterns to be revealed. However, um having uh tucking rose quartz in your asshole don't mean you go have good luck i don't believe that yeah but
0: yeah and see i think that i think that things start to fall apart whenever honestly whenever our culture gets a gets a hold of it because it's something that can be monetized and then you can literally create in a, a society that's dependent on that and i think that that's what the, that's what has happened you know, you can see people saying, oh, I can't, you know, I'm I'm being emotional right now. It's because I'm a Libra, you know, or it's because it's because of this. And it's like, dude, you're you're one way because of comp- something completely different. It, it's literally just an excuse anymore. And granted, I am kind of jaded from the whole thing. Yes, let's let's not, you know, like throw that thing. Let's not, I guess, forget about that fact. But dear God, there has to be like. When are we going to take accountability for ourselves and quit blaming stuff and quit using rocks and all this other shit to help us do better? You can just be better. Humans are the most advanced on this earth, in my opinion, because we can control or transcend our situations if we wanted to. We can we can do all sorts of other things. So it's like, why do we choose? To go back to this and you saw, well, I think I want to say it's like in the early 60s or something like that, when it really started to become something that people can monetize off of was the horoscopes and stuff like that, or astrology in general. Now, how many people have been born since then? How many people have been sort of indoctrinated into that mindset since then? Millions, if not billions of people. And if we're just going to stick with America, then we'll just say millions. But there's t- millions upon millions of people that have glanced at these things and they're like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like it's me. And then we then use that as a as a thing to run our lives. I just don't buy it.
1: Well, can I can I say one thing that I find interesting and I can't help but like it? What's that? Women. Can within two guesses. Figure out what my fucking astrological sign is just from interacting with me for e- any meaningful amount of time and observing my candid behavior, Wh- women that are and, and I only know again, like you know, I, I I kick it with Mark, but we we talk about homie shit. We ain't talk. We generally ain't yeah. talking about this kind of shit. Yeah, like yeah. there, these women are getting to know me, and like, and again, they're down the rabbit hole on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. No shit, within two guesses can determine that I'm a Sagittarius within two fucking guesses. And it's not because I'm like, Oh, it's like I wake up and kick my feet out of fucking bed. Like, like Bruce Lee getting up (laughs) off the floor. And I'm like, Sagittarius time. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that, but it is for some reason, Feeling it, it makes you feel seen on some kind of primordial fucking level that you don't get elsewhere. You don't hey, get it from these contrived you. interactions that human beings like to put out there. Like, Oh, so you like the office? Oh, you don't like the office. How is that any different? How is like taking a, a person's set of, of, uh, preferences with regard to Netflix binge shows, it, it, it ultimately, when we're talking about judging people and assessing people, how is that any different than this pre designated system that's existed before recorded history? History, Basically,
2: mm-hmm. do you guys and, um, uh, ever watch podcasts or do you ever or do you just listen to them?
1: I, I don't do it either. Oh, okay. I don't, I sometimes, sometimes, if somebody I really, really love, is on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like like somebody I really love comes on Joe Rogan, then I will I will go and tune in like when Michael Render aka Killer Mike was on uh Joe Rogan, obviously I I listen to that but um I don't really fuck with podcasts too much.
2: Yeah. I was wondering if you guys uh one of my favorite episodes I just rewatched is uh Rogan uh is sitting with uh uh David Blaine. Oh God! It's just the most. I don't know why. It's just the most. The I just grinned the whole time watching, it like a kid in a in a clubhouse. David Blaine's a little bit starstruck, and people get to see his silly, like just so pure, like jovial side. Anyone I think um, that's fortunate enough to capture that youthful, uh, if um, thrust and live in it, you know, which is which is the case for most people who do magic as a living, right? Um, uh, they get to hang on to that. I think that's something really cool to see. And uh, Joe Rogan exhibits a very, very classic Leo behavior, the whole episode. He doesn't, in the classic Leo way, want to relinquish the agency that he's in control, that he's the, like the lion, he is the king of everything he surveys. And the way the pride moves and the way this this few hundred, few square miles of the Savannah operates is because of me. I'm big boss and I'm marching, you know, through there with my pride, you know. And it's so interesting how many people caught that and commented on that because uh, he didn't want to enjoy the goddamn magic. He had to rationalize it. He had to almost not diminish it, but he had to speak about it in a way that, that you could see his brain. Fighting off being dazzled because somehow he found that vulnerability or that experience not a good thing and uh yeah that's uh that's what Kalu reminds me of right now <laughs> oh god
0: yeah it's uh
2: it's really interesting it's really interesting though, like like the you're missing the point man like it, it's not to appease your sensibilities if your if your sensibilities are isn't a appeased by it you know if you're missing the whole point it's not whether it's measurable or scientifically provable which is just another trust recognition it's a pattern that you observe and that pattern is predictable long enough that you call it a fact you know what i mean Yeah. yeah But right outside of our atmosphere, it all goes to hell. You don't know what the rules are anymore because, you know, so much of it is dependent on our environment. So, um, you know, I've never seen anything bad come out of people who enjoy astrology. or I've never seen anyone living their life by it either. I've seen people doing, you know, sage or crystal or something, but um, it's not possible. I don't think unless you're maybe schizophrenic or something or crazy. Yeah. Some other way to like actually suspend your your, your mind from the practical day-to-day of being a person. I, I think Chris, the, you're the feedback ca- from your mic
1: or
0: something like that. There's something Do, weird- can you hear
1: me?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah like, I, was hearing that. I didn't know what it was.
0: Weird yeah. feedback from your mic.
1: Okay. The the one caveat that I could see with it being potentially negative is um. Mm-hmm. And, and it it very it fringes on on what you touched on, like with some somebody having some kind of diagnosis or something like that, but we don't even have to go that far. We could just go to an individual who chooses to contrive their own reality. It mm-hmm. and cognitive dissonance could correlate with this shit as well. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have people that want to believe so badly in X, Y, and Z and create their own universe that they have utility of themselves within their universe. Because when they step out of that universe, and I've seen it firsthand, these are not individuals with um, any kind of diagnosis that I'm familiar with. These are just some cats that would be, you know, you'd interact with. But I see them, I see the same folks that are very learned, when it comes to um astrology and things like that, have a really hard time stepping out um into uh the the quote unquote real world and coping with curveballs that are thrown at them exactly i have i have seen that I've seen a lot of correlation with distress and anxiety, and the same people that that will imbibe mm. in this. Making posts on Facebook, and and not necessarily Mercury being in Gatorade, but they they they, they will <laughs> be on you. face they will be on Facebook very vociferously proclaiming. You know, I, I've really got a, a lot going on. I've got a hard time going on, and it's not the and it's not a consistent astrological sign either that's the thing too, is you have, you have Leo's doing it. You have Pisces doing it. You have Gemini's doing it. And, and I see it on social media that, that, that correlates enormously is the, the, okay, this reality that, that I have, um, and it, and it varies. It's not a one size fits all thing. You know, some people have it to a larger degree, than others i know people personally but like they they manufacture and present themselves a certain way and within the context or the confines of their comfort zone they are that way they are that person they're that that front stage uh version of themselves but mm-hmm. then when you get them out in, in the the real world quote unquote it's like they're floating out in deep ass water so i can't help but uh the correlation with our concept, the Salumas mm-hmm. concept of clinging to the edge of the pool, of it mm-hmm. being another vector by which we have something semi-tangible to hold on to. Because when we step out of that comfort zone, nothing makes any sense. And we're very much at the mercy of what's going on around us. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas, and, and you could say, you could say that this is... Because it does correlate with my astrological sign, both on on a lot of levels. But Sagittarians are like, like walk out in it, walk out through the fucking fire and are just like, come on, come and motherfucking get me like Lieutenant Dan with his legs missing and the storms coming. That's that's how the fuck I exist. Like when I go out and I'm waging war in the community and that's that's how I look at it is. I'm going to war. I'm going to war for the sake of, you know, this group of people. But it's battle to me. And that's how I have to frame it up to get the satisfaction out of it that I need and not overanalyze it. But Chris,
0: don't you don't you remember talking about the way that you grew up where you were literally sent out in the woods like go play, like get out of the house. You're going to go and play and you explore you you had your you said that you had your little knife with you or your pistol or whatever, and you were just out there foraging, doing whatever you wanted to do. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Oh yeah, at night. At like, night at night. That's 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 when just I was how like you grew eight, up. eight,
1: yeah. nine, ten years old down in Lucas, Kentucky at nighttime with my little headlamp, yeah. my twenty twenty-two, my knife, my machete. Um yep. yeah, I, I did have that. And then like I said, it's it's in my soul, y'all. Like yeah. beyond that, like being Melungeon is very much who I am. Like it is mm-hmm. it, it just like being, being African or, or, you know, specifically being, yeah, Nigerian, like don't say that <laughs> yeah. being, being Nigerian. Um, but I mean, there is, there is some kind of solidarity and pride that you do see, like, especially like with the UFC fighters, even right. though like a cat be from Cameroon, he's still getting love from the Nigerian sure, cats sure. too. But very specifically, being Nigerian or being black, being Melungeon, it's an enormous part of who we are. Mm-hmm. But, but being like, like, if we had a white dude on the show, I don't think that many white people could be like, Yeah, being white is a large part of who I am, even though it is. Even yeah. though it's it's one of the largest parts of the, who they are, but passively they don't realize it. But, yeah, um, I'm I'm part of that non tabula rasa. None yeah. of us are our golden retrievers as part of the issue with us. Yeah. If we're if we're going to parse through this, we are we are in no way a representative sample. Well,
0: I mean, I I'm, I want to read this thing that it says about Leo's here. It says, Leo's will teach you to be confident about yourself. They'll show you how to recognize your own achievements and be proud of that. They'll inspire you in each and every moment of your life. They won't stop to show you your achievements with others, uh, even if it makes you feel embarrassed. Some people will be like, oh, yeah, that's totally Leo. What I see is, hey, you're the son of two professors who also your are Nigerian, which is People are like, they're always bragging. I'm an only son in a culture where it's very male dominated and the pressure is put on the sons to continue the family. And it's just like, so you're go I'm going to be held up to a higher, uh, I'm going to be held up on a pedestal. And so, and it's, it's, I, I never lacked for hugs and for acknowledgement and all that kind of stuff. And that, and so it's only natural that I want to do the same for other people. Why? in the hell would I ever look up to the sky and say, that's the reason why up there, it just doesn't make sense anymore.
1: And and I agree. And that's the thing with it, with me, no part of me again, does the Bruce Lee kick flip out of bed and says, I'm going to go do Sagittarius shit today. However, <laughs> however, by virtue of our existence, forces that existed prior to, us even being a glimmer in our parents' eyes, um, mm-hmm. you know th- th- that. Stop it! Stop. Sorry, the dog's acting foolish, but uh, <laughs> but there are so many factors that are far beyond our ability to extrapolate and then transcend our five senses, our five terrestrial. Ape ass senses. Like, I seen the meme that says, Every day I wake up and I'm angry that a shrimp can see more colors than me. But I, and it's funny, but think about all the sensory shit that's out in the universe mm-hmm. that we can't detect or we can detect. And we really, it, we don't know how to make sense of it or we don't know why we feel the way we do. And and I think, again, part of that is magnetic fields. Magnetic fields are something that get discounted enormously. And this is a scientific thing. Mm-hmm. We can We can remove astrology from it completely. But magnetic fields influence the behavior of organisms from fucking plankton all the way up to human beings and dolphins and whales and all kinds of shit like that. So, you know... M- I I will say there are the fortune cookie generic fucking elements that just happen to correlate like, like you, which, how you just described as a Leo, that's not me. I'm Mm -hmm. not like that at all. I'm the opposite of that. I'm like, if I see somebody as dope, I deliberately pick on them because I'm like, and it, and it's not to denigrate them. It's like, Oh, this one is strong. This one can take it. And so I will terrorize and terrorize and terrorize. And it's a weird kind of affection. Kalu knows it. I'm, I'm mean to Kalu as often as possible within reason about shit. But it's, it's a very Sagittarian kind of fucking thing to do. And it's not, I'm, I'm not saying that being a Sagittarian caused that, but there is a correlation. And where that correlation is derived, it's uncanny in certain situations. It is absolutely fucking uncanny. Uh, And and, and sometimes it's it's patently fucking wrong. I will say there's some dumbass shit. I saw another meme that said that um, I lied to some girl and told her that I was a Virgo so that she would go out with me. And then I slept with her and then ghosted her. Cause I'm a scor, but I'm really a Scorpio, and showing that shit's bullshit. <laughs> and then, and then on the thread, he had a whole bunch of people ragging him, and was like, oh, that's exactly what a Scorpio would do. And he's fuck like, it. fuck y'all, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: what an asshole!
1: <laughs> yeah, but but rough. you know, I, and I'm I'm friends with. I'm friends with several Capricorns and that's you some Capricorn. That, you that's some that Capricorn Christmas. shit, dog. And that's where the God.
0: Are built heavily on ridicule. You say that your closest friendships are built on ridicule. You also say that whenever you grew like growing up, whenever you like you never got told like, oh good job. It was like they, they just knew that you could do it. You was just expected. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, so again. What that I find it hard or difficult to see any of that as Sagittarian. You're just a product of your upbringing.
1: Oh yeah, but again, I was <laughs> I I was brought up by a Sagittarian and a Pisces, and I'm not like Earl. <laughs> Earl, Earl. Earl is is the quintessential like the thoroughbred. Like he had everything fucking handed to him. He was king-tipped uh like dark, olive skin, curly headed dude that like lied, and they said that he was Italian, and he's fucking all the white bitches, and scoring all the touchdowns, and going to college, and becoming fucking like fraternity president again. My daddy, my daddy hasn't really—I don't want to discount you know the losses and shit he's had in his life, but my daddy really has had everything fucking handed to him. Um, and and again, that's that's a product of one's upbringing granted you know mm-hmm. and, and the fact that my daddy is athletically gifted and a charming motherfucker but I was also raised by a Pisces mother who is more than likely on the spectrum mm-hmm. as well so so there's there's chicken and egg type shit here at play as well there's mm-hmm. a bizarre dynamic whereby like well, okay I act play? like Let's I act like right uh, now. I act like a Sagittarius, but I was raised by a Sagittarius and then also a Pisces. And I and I have certain characteristics that are manifested that are that are Sue Kilborn and that are a Pisces to a T. And when
2: when's your, when was her birthday, your mother? I mean, because it's, it's got to be recently or around right now. Right.
1: Uh, I I grew up Jehovah's Witness, dog. I. Oh, oh! You, <laughs> you
2: don't keep up with birthdays? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Mark, I don't Mark, know. Mark's trolling
1: you. He's trolling you. You got to know your mom's birthday. No, dog, uh, I don't. I know my daddy's because it's the day after mine.
2: Okay. Okay. My Mine's the day after my mom's, too. I, I just just wondered. I but just,
1: I don't know. I don't know none of my family's specific birthday. I just know wow. they signs because of like. Oh, OK, just because it, it it was a taboo thing. It was dev, it was devil worship shit uh, growing up in a Jehovah Witness house oh, to, okay, to imbibe in um, any of it. So so you got to understand that, too, Lou, is that it was the forbidden thing for mm-hmm. me. And it may be, have been the forbidden thing for a lot of kids that grew up rigidly like Christian, like conventionally Christian. So there's a lure to it there yeah, is a want to
0: it i want to bring this up it's a, in this little article here on the swaddle it says however this deep seated belief about celestial events and uh, inter inter what's this word interspersing i guess interspersing with human lives isn't entirely harmless in a country like india astrology rather than compatibility dictates when people can get married besides dictating decisions about financial investments based on uh, planetary positions moreover given how powerful superstitions are already in indian culture (laughs) practitioners of astrology numerology uh, palmistry and other pseudosciences often target people's gullibility for financial gain. How do we, how do we proceed with that?
1: I mean, it goes on here like a motherfucker. I mean, it's snake oil there. And I think Mark will acknowledge that there's plenty of snake oil with it. That's what it is. uh,
2: uh, I don't know anything that, that there isn't. I say, I say, I say the same thing about, uh, like, uh, people when I when I get to messing with my friends and teasing them about uh SpaceX and Elon Musk and stuff, I think that stuff's cool. I think going to Mars is cool too. But uh in the same way that you see there's there's total nonsense and you don't see the value in entertaining ideas like astrology, I say the science, the science isn't helping us either. It it makes our lives what they are and what is possible. But there's limits to that too, because sure. apparently the human the human Uh, fragmentation is the is the ultimate boundary for both of those perspectives because you can do all the science you want in the world but the biggest if you were to pull the camera back and look at earth the biggest evidence of our scientific indulgence is nuclear bombs (laughs) so it's kind of yeah, sure it's like you know i think it's just the human condition you know so the best the best we can do is is destruction it's kind of curious to me because yeah. it shows that that fragmentation is 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 a part of everything we do. You know, mm-hmm. you can't really escape it.
1: Well, and I think honestly, the the best that we have been able to observe that the universe is capable of comes from destruction. And I know that that's a romanticizing or romanticism when it comes to um, our type of destruction versus how it is on a on a legitimately universal scale but the universe as far as i can tell is is largely indifferent it just is and and us like you were saying if if you pull the camera back and you look at planet earth bro we are beyond a fucking microbe like there i mean we're nothing no matter no matter what grand achievements that have transpired on this fucking planet, even if we colonize Mars and we make it out of the solar system, whatever, it still won't even begin to scratch the surface on the most rudimentary elements of what the universe has in store. And, and that's why, that's why, again, I can't call something completely bullshit because I know that there's plenty that I don't fucking understand. Now I'm I, I will say that there are certain things that don't make sense to me that I consider to be highly unlikely, and then I also see 100% the distasteful use of of snake oil to to trick people and uh and part them with their money or part them with their personal utility.
2: Um, I, yeah, I, that's, uh, that's different, but I, I, I don't think that's a cogent enough point. It's just like finding something to, to, uh, to, to point to this, that everything is doing that. You know what I mean? We're yeah. We're ripping each other off and <laughs> taking advantage of each other at every level about everything. I think, uh, uh, I, I think about a conversation when, uh, one of the Weinstein guys and, uh, someone else on a podcast where they're explaining this really good. Why, why some uh, why the important the difference between wisdom and truth and facts, you know, and and if it creates a behavior in you that's more beneficial than not, then that's where the you know the uh, the truth of it is, you know. So I think astrology is one of those is one of those kind of things. It's not a, it's not about being you know scientifically accurate or correct. It's a it is a science. It's an old science, an early science that that was the best. A way of making sense of things for a short period of time for the humans, and uh, and it still provides what it did then uh, more than anything, and that's a a sense of connection, and well, that, that we can't underestimate how important that is.
1: And, and you know what? I think it, you you saying that really makes me look at this in terms of from top to bottom, it's inundated with things that are very much human like every aspect that is can be both good bad whatever qualifiers we want to put on it but there is even there are smug elements to this shit too you know there are people that imbibe in this that feel that want to feel important they want to feel arcane like I I, I, i am you know what i'm saying like i am informed I know what I'm talking about when it comes yeah. to this shit. And, and that's, that's anything, like you said, that's anything that's, and and I think that's just very much human nature is that there's going yeah. to be a subset of us that want to, eat. not only do we, we commodify everything, but we also want to commodify knowledge Yeah, and beyond that, arcane knowledge the concept of something greater than and and i see that smugness that's associated with it as well sometimes and And i think
0: that some some of that smugness comes from a lot of people that will reject like conventional religion and then they go straight to this like they and i think that there's that I think people do develop some kind of a superiority from that because they think that it's so elementary and so stupid for a lot of those people who go to church and they're just like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. It's corrupt. It's all that. You haven't seen, you know, like corruption, if you will, in the Zodiac or whatever community, you know, but you've seen a lot of fucked up stuff happen in the the Christian and Muslim and all these other communities. No one's starting wars over Sagittarius or Leo's or whatever. And I think that, there are people out there that just see conventional religion as below them and they then begin to look to the stars or whatever that they, uh, that they can to still provide the same comfort and uh, a feeling that they have some kind of control over what's happening in the world that religion, regular religion, again, can no longer provide them.
1: Or, or they, or it's just obstinance. It's like, it's a, a rejection of it, whether they whether they want to or not. It's like, no, that's convention. Fuck convention. Let's not do that. And mm. and there are a litany of reasons why people participate in this. Um, yeah, I, I participate obviously on some level, but my participation is as unique as a fucking fingerprint compared to most other people's participation in it. Mark's participation is different than another person that is similarly uh, knowledgeable to Mark. Their participation in it and how they feel about it is entire, not entirely different, but markedly different, no pun intended. But the, the big fucking thing with it is me, my, my philosophy, and you can call it the anima, the anima, is manifested in so many different capacities. The concept of the anima is not only, not to be confused with the enema, but the, the concept of the anima manifests itself in a lot of spiritual practices, philosophical uh, writings, and, um, and psychology as well. The idea of the anima as part of a hum, the human psychology a natural part of well not only human psychology but you know your dog or your cat or you know chimpanzees or whatever they have the anima the, the animalistic the i just am the manifestation of you in the present living in the present being existing um and and that's where i, I reside i i read my my favorite book is uh, book of Five Rings, and I've Musashi? read that book. Yeah, Miyamoto Musashi. I've read that little ass book over a dozen times, and every time I read it, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like it, it, the the way that I read it the first and second and third time versus mm-hmm. having read it. Let's see. I read it probably about six months ago again, uh, m- kind of middle of the pandemic. There was some wild shit popping off. So I was just reading, but I read that shit again. And I'm like, yo, like it It might as well have morphed into an entirely different book. But one of the the key elements that I've drawn from it from start to finish, and it's really crystallized as I've gotten older and I've mulled over some of the elements of it that I found to be interesting and then reread and read, and read is, is residing in the anima is that lack of hesitation, that living in the moment, that, that acknowledgement of, again, that we are both everything and nothing simultaneously. But, that, but through insignificance, you also have complete and utter freedom that that insignificance gives you the ability to just push fucking through and I can't say with that type of uh with that type of philosophical mindset that i've again that book has been incredibly formative I mean a lot of shit that's happened, but if I was to put pick one book that's been uh the most formative in my life, it would be book of five rings and, yeah. uh, book of five God rings. damn. It, it, it's, it's the result.
0: A lot of quotes from that book.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's brutal and beautiful. And, and you can tell that Miyamoto Musashi has no doubts. There's no yeah. doubts. Like through what he's saying, there's a lot of ambiguity, which allows for the individual freedom from rigidity but he has no doubts no hesitation there's no hesitation in the language and and I understand if somebody want to get mad nerdy with it I know good and well there have been multiple translations of the book of the five rings over the years and different ones are criticized differently i've read different uh translations of it but my thing is I exist in the anima. I reside in the anima as, as far as I can tell, as far as my self analysis, I'm super content with simple things. Um, I'm, I'm most at home in nature and it's not just because of the way I was raised. It's in my DNA to be that way. Like we, you know, I come from people that had to fight and, uh, um, Saw a lot of death and dealt with a lot of crazy shit and uh, potential persecution and became saviors for other individuals that were seeking respite from that persecution. Like I come from an amalgam of all of that. And when you are dealing with all of that emotion perpetually, there's no way, there's no way for one human being to be able to compartmentalize and make sense of all of it. You have to just be. And I know that my profession is part of that, that in order for me to deal with the trauma of my profession, that I have to just be, be. just exist, be utilitarian, serve my purpose, not make this about me. This shit ain't about me. I don't need to go into deep analysis. Just do my best, fix it, offer support, whatever it may be. But the existence and the anima for me, my long-winded, kilborn esque response to all this. It does make me desire a belief in some kind of magic. Yeah. Some, some, some. It. Would, however, you want to frame it, whether it be magnetic fields, um, you know, things that happen, you know, solar flares, uh, cosmological events that have transpired that. We we can't deny that any stimuli is going to have some sort of impact on an organism and that epigenetics are, are, is real. I mean, it's like the butterfly effect, basically. So what? however you want to frame it up, existing in the anima makes me want to believe in something that... It it makes a motherfucker want to believe that they were born for something, for some some sort of purpose. And we can call it we can call it wanting to create our own reality. You know, if I want if I'm feeling cynical that day, I say I'll say it like that. If I'm feeling philosophical another day, I say, you know, you know, we create we do create our own reality. But you know what? I like to believe that I was destined for fucking greatness. If I, if I'm honest and I know Kalu, I know that the way you were raised, the way I was raised, Mark, the way you were raised, it's all been incredibly formative in this, but that shit didn't occur in a vacuum either. We are the culmination of fucking tens of thousands. If, if not more individuals doing some fucking over eons, tens of yeah. thousands, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you account for other species that we've evolved from, countless. We are the culmination. We are the tip of the fucking spear. So over the course of all that genetic passage and stimuli and cosmological events, who are we to say that there's not some other variable that's present that we aren't, we aren't really good at articulating necessarily? And it becomes cartoonish to our rational, haughty eight. Ape with a machete minds, yeah, but it does exist
0: I, so. yeah, and and I and that's that's fine in my opinion to to say that these things exist because at the end of the day, and you've heard me talk about my view on religion at the end of it like I just think that i it, personally, I think that there's something there, but for us to try and humanize it and all that kind of stuff is highly dangerous. So that's just what I like to think but what i want to say is that there's a certain point with all this whether it's religion whether it's believing in the stars and all this other stuff that if you put too much stock into it you can face the face the um the danger of ceasing to believe in yourself or your own your own uh, capabilities or anything like that and i think that is where things become extremely destructive where you're just sitting there waiting for a fucking planet or something like that to position itself right before you get up and act like our most valuable resource is time and to be sitting there and waiting on these, these other things to happen is in my opinion, incredibly foolish and incredibly dangerous. And so that's, that's sort of my closing statement on the whole thing. And it, for me, it, it seems to come down to when Americans kind of get their hands on something that I don't, obviously that this stuff didn't start here. You know, started in some other place. And once we got our hands on it, we were we kind of spun it into crazy stuff. And then now we're seeing these celebrities, which are, you know, they're like, Oh, I made this cool quartz, or I have this little thing. And people really think that it gives you good luck. Like, bitch, you have good luck because you're rich. Like you have power to do you're positive because you talking
1: about Gwyneth Paltrow right now, aren't you? All
0: those motherfuckers, like you are so happy and positive in this because everything is taken care of. Like, and I know that that money doesn't buy happiness, but God damn it. It can put a down payment on it, you know, much more than a rock can much more than the stars can. So we, we should be better. We should be better about acknowledging that those things out there exist because the last thing I've ever seen out of people in third world countries or people that are poor here are, are them sitting there talking about the stars. That shit's a luxury, bro. It is a luxury in my opinion. To be able to, so that there isn't, there's so little happening in your world that you have time to sit there and think about that, dude. That shit's, a, in my opinion, it's a luxury.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. I've got, I've got some clients that are that are pagan, that mm-hmm. are that believe in astrology and shit, and uh, <laughs> man, they, it really, they don't live too luxurious. It's just it's it's their equivalent it is kind of their equivalent in faith and um and they take the positive side of it generally speaking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um now there are maladaptive elements to it, don't get me wrong, but speaking it's it's the you know the pagan version of Jesus saves is you know f- following that shit uh honest to god, it keeps some people uh going like it mm-hmm. it keeps people uh, it gets people through the day and and it attracts a lot of folks that do struggle with issues like bipolar um anxiety depression things mm-hmm. like that it it has its allure to folks that are like that naturally mm-hmm. i mean i i can't say that you know i wouldn't I wouldn't be more prone to being attracted to to that notion if I wasn't so full blast and like comfortable in my own skin and out here ripping and running. Like, you know, I I don't joust with that shit the same way. Like my my trauma is I I, I willfully put myself in trauma's path, mm-hmm. um, and it's not some nobility shit. It's just like that's my lot in life. But I can totally see the allure. The absolute and total allure, just like with religion, like if we've had ministers on the show and uh, uh, Mr. Shorts especially was a fantastic person to interact with because he would say, I don't know when he didn't know something. Yeah, he he he's going off of feelings, but he was sincere and he was genuinely searching to, for answers and trying to be a good person right mm-hmm. if it, i am not and and i'm i'm kind of an anti-theist i'm a a, a uh usually kind of keep my mouth shut my my own business type of anti-theist i think by and large religion is a has been a negative force but uh if it affords an individual comfort or solace that isn't doesn't have a downside and i know that these are subjective qualifiers but if it affords comfort and solace for an individual like if somebody's memo it wants to believe that she's gonna join people in heaven in the next five ten years when her old ass passes away uh i don't i have i have zero problem with that like i'm like I I would even, I'll placate. I'll be a liar. You know, that's why I don't keep it 100. I keep it 99, man. Like, I'll lie to old bitch about like, you know, oh yeah, I'm sure he's up there looking down. on Whatever makes you fucking feel better within that type of situation. And a lot of people in modernity are getting away from the archaic, like conventional constraint-based religions Mm-hmm. but still want to have that. They still want to hold on to the edge of the pool. So what it comes down to in my final statement is that it's still a double edged sword. It's going to be a double edged sword. Um, and there's really nothing we can do to prove it or disprove it, honestly. But, uh, there are positive elements to it and there are negative elements to it, but it, Kalu, C- when you talk about a bitch on a yacht, it's like, oh, my God, I'm a Gemini, so I'm going to blah, la la blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, that is the truth. But when I'm talking about, like, some folks that have been living in a car for fi- fucking uh, six months mm-hmm. and they believe the same thing. I would never strip them of that. You know, I would never strip them of that thing that has fascinated and scintillated and given them some modicum of sense of direction in their life when they would have already uh, otherwise given up. And I think that does also translate to people that don't seem like they're struggling, but are. And yeah. and how can I say? And and I know a lot about mental health, but how? Uh, uh, I know enough about it to know I don't know shit. I'll say that, but I know enough therapists that I could say that. How could how could our various therapeutic f- frameworks that we apply f- per individual and it's it's hit or miss. It's like it's like giving somebody medications and you don't know what they have and you slowly wean them off until you figure out which one is the issue. How can I say that the application? without the human element, when it comes to therapy mm-hmm. is entirely different from that. Yeah. But that's all, all right. I, that's, that's all cool. I got to say that's about shit.
0: Mark, what's, do you have any closing statements here?
2: No, very good conversation.
0: <laughs> all right. I like it. I like it. So, um, guys, I really, I hope that you all did find value in this one. I, I actually like the energy in this conversation. Um, I want to be able to have some more talks like this, not not on this topic, but I mean, there's there's I've got I've got a couple of things I've been thinking about. And so I'm I'm excited. What's w- about what's to come in the in the near future. And I want to thank you guys for jumping on and, and sitting here and talking with me. I hope everyone had a good week. Uh It's going to be busy as shit for me. I don't know about you two, but it's going to be pretty slammed work wise. And I'm actually looking
1: forward Jeez, to it. Huh? Man. Shit! Look, if if anybody out there that's listening in, um, shit in Kentucky in general, uh, fuck, like Allen County, Barron County, Warren County, Hart County, Monroe County, um, Simpson County. Anybody in these type of areas is familiar with uh properties that are for rent, like reasonably priced um, properties that might be income based properties that might have, uh, a, a landlord or a property manager that is understanding of folks that might have an eviction on their record or might have a felony in their background, but they're going to be covered up with services. We're going to be helping them out. It's all about turning shit around. And, um, I, I would say, please, please reach out to us because, I'm not going to say we're drowning, but um, I have never since I've been doing this job for four years now, I've never seen such a demand and influx of individuals. Now we've got money. I will say that we have money to house people. The problem we're running into is that we don't have enough understanding landlords that are within our price range yeah, um, and that are willing to fucking take a chance on us. So, I won't even say my week's going to be busy. My fucking life's going to be busy because my program, like I'm working what's called the ESG program currently, and we've got a lot of funds to house people, but it is a difficult task to house folks, especially when they have pasts that are a little bit like on paper, not the greatest. Mm -hmm. So My program opens back up at the end of the fiscal year, which I think y'all know is the middle of goddamn 2021. So from now to 2021, I'm going to be... I mean, we housed seven people last week. Mm, In in, In five days, we housed seven people that's how quickly we're, we're trying and we got a waiting list and we're processing them and the major impediment ladies and gentlemen if you've listened this far is I need I, I, I don't ask y'all for shit I don't ask my friends for shit but I need anyone and everyone's help when it comes to finding landlords who are understanding about this shit willing to take a chance on people um it's an investment in your community. It might be a pain in your ass sometimes, but th- there's a lot more reward um, than there is risk. Unless you're, unless you just don't give a fuck about nothing but money, and then I feel sorry for your bitch ass. But that's that's all I got to say.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, Mark, do you have any sort of shout-outs or anything like that before we jump off? Is he there?
1: Oh he no. Be- my- my, Mark might have stroked out on us. He just. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what happened to him?
0: Anyway. Um.
1: <laughs> the microwave went off and that motherfucker's <laughs> running to his house <laughs> and the Tidy White. <laughs> He's like,
0: oh shit, my hot pockets are
2: ready.
1: <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> I know.
2: He's right, running around in
1: non skid socks in his palatial <laughs> estate.
2: What, what did I miss? man? I know. <laughs> it was only a few seconds.
1: We said your microwave went off and you went to go pick up your Hot Pockets. Oh, yeah, man. Was, yeah, we said that the microwave went off and you ran to yeah. get your Hot Pockets and your Tidy Whities and your non skin yeah. socks.
2: <laughs> yep. That's almost exactly accurate. I was going to pee. I didn't have Hot Pockets, but you had have the socks on. I, I was just uh, trying not to take the microphone in there to, to the. I always oh, do that. It feels so disrespectful when I do that.
0: I'm trying just, to remember. And it just drops in the water, man. We all
1: know about that. Look, Mark. I just, yeah, and I just we'll muted and go and pee. And then, you know. Yeah,
2: I do that. But like, like, I got this wireless headset, and sometimes it's a little wonky. Like, you know, when it's recovering the signal, it might unmute itself, type of thing, yeah. you know, because I walk out of range. So I'm like, I've gotten kind of scared about I just set the headphones down I don't want to pack anyone into the bathroom it's amazing I haven't made more of those mistakes since we've been on quarantine and you know we're on meetings so much every day
0: (laughs) all right guys thank you all again you listeners thank you so much for your time and attention as always give us some feedback if you want to if you want any episode ideas or anything like that or if you have any comments about this topic, just reach out
2: to us. I hope everyone takes care of themselves. When you reach out, when you reach out, make sure to include your time of birth, city and state, and your current age, so
0: we can do your
2: natal chart for you. And go get your vaccines, you
0: shit dicks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: that's the thing. Like, I'm mad at you (laughs) if you got courts and your white lady dreadlocks and you ain't vaccinating your you kids. You are vaccinated, yeah. If you ain't vaccinating your children and, and taking precautions.
2: One guy then, got his then, vaccine from Kroger. Do y'all know anybody that's got a vaccine? They're yet? doing it at Sears now, man. You at know, I would
1: fuck, I'd fuck with Kroger. I swear, i get my yeah. vaccine from Kroger. I mean, I get everything else that goes in my body from Kroger.
0: Yeah, man. Alright, guys. Take care. We are out.
1: Peace.